Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is a bi-weekly podcast here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book write podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, and Eric Smith. We're recording on Thursday, September 28th, 2017. Hi, Eric. Hi. How's it going? So good. Uh, learning how to set up a podcast in my own house. Uh, did you hear a, a, a sort of like a tss, tss noise on your end? No. Did, so did you good. make that noise? No, but listeners will miss out on the fact that I had some sort of metronome ticking on my recording, so that's good. Oh. <laughs> well, that's exciting. <laughs> you sounded good, though. Uh, so, you sounded like a little dubstep in here. It was, it was nice. I mean, that seems to fit our, you know, our goal with, yeah. with the podcast. <laughs> so, um, Eric... You, uh, well, not you, but uh, your wife just had a baby. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Life is, uh, life is interesting right now. I apologize to listeners if you hear both a corgi and a baby uh, in this episode. But, uh, yeah, little Langston came into the world just a couple days ago. That's awesome and great name. Yes, thank you. Are you, so, so I have to ask, are you reading or are you 100% on baby duty? Or are you able to get reading in while you're on baby duty? Oh, I get tons of reading in on baby duty. Despite what people seem to say on social media, telling me, good luck, you'll never be able to read again. Uh, oh my God, I'm getting so much reading done, particularly during, uh, during night duty, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. watching the baby in the evenings. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. I'm actually, uh, actually kind of loving it. Awesome. What have you been reading? Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to read as, as many books uh, as possible that I've sort of been meaning to read forever but just never got around to, uh, as well as like big epic series because I feel like I have the time now. Um, right. And the first one I read was The Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly by, by Jessica Oakes. And uh, oh man, I, that book is just going to stick with me for a really long time. I feel like I'm damaged a little as a result of... <laughs> Of reading <laughs> this just wonderfully dark, uh, like almost poetic book about this this girl that's uh, raised in a cult um, since she was like four or five when her parents sweep her off to it uh, in the middle of the woods, who ends up getting her hands cut off, uh, and the book goes back and forth between her time uh, in juvenile detention, uh, you know, after the cult has been. Uh, well, something terrible happens to said cult, uh, and now she's in juvenile detention, uh, talking to an FBI agent about everything, uh, and it shifts from that to her experience in the cult, uh, and what exactly happened while she was there, uh, and it's just, oh man, it's just so intense, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little ruined right now, and I hope to read more (laughs) (laughs) books like that. Um, I'm sort of, like, switching it off, though, a little after that. I I picked up, um, Jay Asher's What Light? 
um, which is about a teen girl who works at a Christmas tree farm, which is a lot different than a teen girl yeah. living in a cult in the woods. Um, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say. I mean, both have trees, but it's 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 different. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this one's like really short. It's like a I don't know. It looks like it's like a two hundred page uh, paperback, which is just kind of perfect right now as I'm sort of getting into the getting to the motions of waking up every two hours and stuff. Right. Yeah. What about um, you? What I read sa- thing? Well, I was going to say, I read Sacred Lies of Minobili when it came out and loved it. Um, it came out like when a bunch of books that were sort of doing the YA cult thing mm-hmm. came out. And that one certainly like rose to the top in those those books. Because um, I love a cult book, but like my standards for them are very high. Yes. And that one was, you know, that one checked all the boxes. <laughs> was excellent. Um, so as for me, I'm I'm gearing up to take part in the fifth, my fifth year, I think fifth or sixth year, uh, doing the Sybils, mm. which for listeners who aren't familiar with the Sybils, it's the Children's and Young Adult Bloggers Literary Awards. So people who are bloggers can apply to be on a committee that, or panel rather, that just reads um, things that came out October 15th to October 15th. So October 15th, 2016 to October 15th of this year. And we read and discuss the books and try to figure out the top five to seven that came out in that time frame, which have excellent literary merit as well as reader appeal. Um, Those are the two things that are specifically looked for. So um, I've done it a number of times, and I said I would never do it again after I do it every single time. (laughs) And uh, here we go again. So I'll be reading a ton of um, YA fiction which is historical and romance and contemporary. Um, basically, anything that's not speculative fiction um, falls under that. So, oh, man. gearing up, and and my my means of gearing up is by reading um, Handbook for Mortals, that book that was on the <laughs> New York <laughs> New York Times bestseller list for like twenty three hours. Oh my! Um, it's it's awful. You know, I knew it was going to be, but like, whoo, it's um. It's worse than I thought it would be. Isn't the main character like 20? She's like 25. <laughs> like she says something in there about how she lived in this one horse town in uh, Tennessee for, you know, the whole of her life, which was a quarter of a century. And I was like, how, how is this YA? Oh, She's 25. Man. And yeah, um, it's awful. Like just awful. Um, there's this excellent scene. And by excellent, I mean, just cringeworthy scene where um the main character's at a mall out in vegas and runs into carrot top and wayne newton and they're like besties mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's what happens wow. and i'm like <laughs> the relevance to this now for anybody uh, let alone like a teenager right and also like they're just best friends how do they how do, i, I want to know how they met i want a little bit more of that backstory that's way more interesting than anything else going on you know yeah you're just at the mall and you bump into carrot top and wayne newton and like your best friends i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see how many copies the book is sold based on people that are just like interested now you know yeah i i don't know i just i cannot recommend it unless you like a um a train wreck, you know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but you're reading a really good that's, book that's, too, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm reading Moxie by Jennifer Matthew, um, which just came out earlier this month, and it's a it's a book about a girl who starts a feminist like revolution in her high school, 
through the help of her mom's zines. Zines? Zines? I never know how to say that word. <laughs> I think it's zines. Um, yeah, I... So, um, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I'm not super far into it because I've been so engrossed in, um, what's going on in Handbook for Mortals. Like, I've got to know, uh, <laughs> what's going on there before I can go any further. And it, it doesn't seem fair to try to switch off between the books because, you know, um, I really, I should have the experience of each one a little bit fresher on their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I figure reading that, like, everything is going to look great afterward, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, let's move on to our first topic, which doesn't really fit what we were talking about, but it will, what we were talking about will fit the second thing we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do that, we want to talk about our first sponsor, which is Everything Must Go by Jenny Fran Davis, which is out from Wednesday Books. Told in a series of letters, emails, and journal entries, Flora Goldwasser's dramatic first year is laid out for all to see in this deliciously fresh young adult equivalent of Where'd You Go, Bernadette, from a new major talent. This is a fish-out-of-water story about Flora Goldwasser, who attends a hippie Quaker school to woo the love of her life. He doesn't show up, and she must make the most of the situation and will ultimately learn more about herself than she ever thought possible. Mm. You know, I picked this book up at um, ALA, and I haven't read it yet, but every time I see it, I'm like, man, I need to pick that up. It just sounds like, it sounds really funny, but also, like, it, it'll have a lot of meat to it, too. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting. I like books that do that, uh, that you know, experiment with the prose a little bit, like letters and yeah. journal entries. Like, yes, I'm, that is, that is something that gets me. Same. Like, I always want to say that I don't think it works, and yet I find myself always picking them up and being like, yeah. man, I really do like them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's Everything Must Go by Jenny Fran Davis from Wednesday Books, our first sponsor. Um, and so let's let's jump into to this topic, which, um, Eric, do you want to talk about it first since you brought it up? Yeah, so we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, genre-hopping authors in YA. Uh, I just think it's so interesting when you see someone that you think is sort of like a master of one particular thing uh, dive into something completely different and, you know, for the most part, just totally own it. Um, We sort of have a nice little list here of authors we want to talk about that we think do a really great job of it. and yeah, it's just a it's just sort of a talent that I I wish I could understand, you know? Like how do you yeah. balance that? And and not only that, but there's also the challenge of, you know, how does your audience respond to that? Yeah. Um so so the reason we we're talking about this as both of us have now read There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins, oh. who readers know from her her romance trilogy, mm-hmm. um, Anna and the French Kiss, etc. And I have read so many reviews that have just, like, not gotten this book or been disappointed with it. Um, or I, I saw, what did I see? Like, some of the reviews I've seen are, like, horror but with a lot of kissing. You know, like <laughs> you would expect from Stephanie Perkins. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the point. Like, yeah. it's a slasher. I mean, it's a, it's a typical slasher um, story. And it's awesome at being that like it's totally awesome i totally see where she goes from writing romances to then writing this like just you know somebody asked if it was scary and i said no i found it kind of funny Mm -hmm. um but that tends to be my response with a lot of horror if it's done well it's funny because you see how the the tropes are sort of twisted and um played with and perkins like kills it when she does it in this book um i feel like you know i I think i liked it 
Yeah, exactly. And I think I actually liked it better than her her romances. Mm. Um, yeah, that was just, you know, it's it's interesting to see how an audience then looks at this genre hopping and um, what they like and don't like. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. I was I was thinking a lot about the Perkins book and. I guess the sort of readers that'll be picking it up. And I'm like, oh, I guess it'll be people that really like Scream or are uh-huh. really into... And then I was pausing. I'm like, well, wait, Scream is from when I I was a kid, but there's the TV show. Yeah. But when was Scream mm-hmm. 5? And I'm like sitting here trying to rack my brain about uh, what is like the Scream for kids right now? Oh, that's a good question. You know, um, I think a lot of the kids did see, like, Get Out, but that's not mm. the Scream at all. That's a much different um, type of horror. You know, I think kids are still watching Scream. Yeah, they must be, especially since there's that, like, I I think it's still on. I don't know. There was that MTV yeah, show for Scream a minute. Queens. So, yeah, no, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what the, what the teen Scream thing is, like, right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you're right. You know, Scream Queens. Um... What else? Yeah, I'm I'm sort of struggling to think of what other like teen slasher films <laughs> yeah. are out or have been out in the last few years. Um, did I see somewhere that they're remaking Scream? Or am I making that up? Am I thinking? I'm thinking of the TV show. I'm I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but you know. Perkins knows who her audience is, and like you said, it's it's exactly the the demographic that just eats up Scream and and those sorts of slasher flicks that you go in like, and yeah, there's sort of a wink to the audience of mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen, and yet we're going to have fun along the way, you know, and yeah. and maybe it'll freak you out a little bit, but mostly like you're here because you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. All so, right. so who, who's <laughs> next? Who's next on our genre jumping? Um, well, one I'm really excited about is Melinda Lowe. Um, her her next book is a contemporary thriller, and she's written science fiction and fantasy before that. Mm. I've, I've I mean I've been with her works from the beginning, and I'm not a huge fantasy reader. I read way more sci-fi than I do fantasy, but um, I've loved her style and her writing and her storytelling. So I'm just I'm like I cannot get her new book, A Line in the Dark. Fast enough. That's you know, the, like, uh, her first book is the one that is, uh, it's Ash, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the lesbian retelling of Cinderella? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, she is great. And yeah, I have a line in the dark. I haven't dove into it yet, but my goodness, is that cover super iconic, like, immediately. Right? <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, but based on her other books, like, I don't know, she's another one of those authors that I see having no problem you know, jumping from uh, from sort of place to place. Yeah, and I feel like, um, you know, she she's written, so she started with fantasy and then she moved to science fiction and now it seems like, I don't want to say a logical jump, but it, it seems like it makes sense for mm-hmm. her to try, you know, another genre at this point. Yeah. And we have next, we have Kristen Cashore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I put her down, I haven't read Jane Unlimited, but I heard it's, wildly different than the Graceling series. Yeah. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it yet. I still I have it. It's a super shiny, <laughs> shimmering yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't dove in yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but I know that was another one that I was reading the reviews from readers who had read the Graceling series and then read Jane Unlimited, and 
just have commented on how different they are. And I don't know, it's fascinating to me to read reviews in part because you're wondering, like, if a reader had gone in and, and this was the first book that they ever read by um, Kristen Kishore, would they then be set up to expect that in her previous works? Like, oh. where do we where do we get these, like, ideas of what an author's work is going to be? You know, yeah. is it where we started personally or is it where they started personally? Mm-hmm. Um, or believing that they can or can't do, you know, something as a fan. Right, right. You know, and then there's also the challenge of, um, you know, some some authors who write across different genres end up using different names for those uh, genres or different identities to sort of keep those separate. And I wonder if readers care <laughs> or, or if they do. I mean, I don't know. I, I, like in my own reading experience, I don't care, but... I, I do think that there are some readers who like they they know you know they know Perkins as a romance writer so anything beyond that is going to be hard for them to sort of pick up mm-hmm. with fresh eyes, not anticipating um, you know a similar sort of feel to the the Anna and the French Kiss series. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's it's a it's a good question. I uh, I mean like I I know she's you know, obviously not young adult but you know I think about J.K. Rowling and her her like. Her mm-hmm. uh, oh goodness, the detective series, you know, and doing yeah, those under the, her name. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I yeah, I mean, and she she did that on purpose, which yeah. is you know, which is also interesting to think about. Um, Melina Marchetta, Marchetta, Marchetta. She's a, another one that I was thinking about with the genre hopping. She wrote a bunch of realistic YA. She's a Australian YA mm-hmm. author, but most of her books have made it over to the U.S. She she had a lot of success in Australia, and with the first few books she wrote that are um, all realistic, and then she was a Prince winner for another one of her realistic books, uh, Jellicoe Road. That mm-hmm. was oh I can't remember what year that was. It was many years ago, um, and then she wrote this trilogy. Uh, the Lumetier Chronicles, which starts with Finnegan of the Rock, and that's like typical fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantasy series, and um, again, I'm not a huge fantasy reader, but knowing like what a good writer she was, I was like, okay, I'll give her a shot. And her fantasy was great, um, really well received, and just like even for somebody who's not a fantasy reader, I went along with her because I trusted her from her contemporary writing. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting, you know, like. Is she going to be able to do it? Well, she drew me in, and I'm not usually uh, a reader of that genre. You know, it's interesting. We, were, we just talked about, like, J.K. Rowling, and we, you know, there's Rainbow Rowell does this as well, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Melina with that, um, oh, the the adult thriller that she has? I feel like there's mm-hmm. another another episode in this, because, like, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about genre-hopping uh, YA authors, and I was thinking a lot about Chuck Wendig and his Heartland yeah. trilogy. Um, it's mm-hmm. this like crazy YA trilogy about like the world is covered in this genetically engineered corn and there's like floating cities that are powered off like the high <laughs> fructose corn syrup. And there's this really interesting sort of, you know, underlying message about how we treat ourselves and the environment sort of written through all the books. Um, I don't feel like anyone really, really read those, unfortunately. I feel like they're super underrated. Um, but I felt like I couldn't really mention him in this genre hopping list because he mostly writes adult books. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like there's there's going to be an episode in here about like adult writers who write YA. 
um, and vice versa, you know, sort of jumping the age gap there, because uh, yeah. there are a lot of them, and some of them do it so well, uh, like Chuck. And some of them do not. <laughs> yeah, and some of them do not. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good, interesting topic, too, because there are a lot who um, jump back and forth either, like, regularly or it's like a one-off you know Mm -hmm. they try something new and um or it's something that their publisher decided to try um which is also interesting like where they draw those lines and make those decisions oh goodness that's an episode too oh this is great (laughs) you're getting our brainstorming to the ya podcast which is us talking about future podcast episodes (laughs) it's like a meeting about the next meeting you know Right, right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about two more authors who do this genre hopping, and I'll talk a little bit about Stacy Lee. Oh who, yes. Um, oh man, I wish I could remember the name of her first historical. Well, she wrote two historical YA novels in a row. One was um, sort of a western mm-hmm. about two girls who are traveling west together, um, and then her next one was set in San Francisco, I believe, during mm-hmm. the earthquake, and um, so both like super rich historical. Novels, and then she wrote this little fantasy book about um, scent. Oh, scents and um, secret of a heart note. Yeah, secret of a heart note is the the title, and I'm like struggling to remember what exactly it was about. But it was it was just so different. It was a fantasy novel, but not like super high fantasy. And I want to say scent witches, but that doesn't sound right. Yeah, so it's these these. Uh, it, it sort of takes place in this uh, little town where this. Uh, girl can make these uh, like olfactory little um, oh goodness what is it I forget what they're called but she can <laughs> she, she uses her powers uh, of like scent and all this to help people fall in love but if she uses it for herself yeah. it doesn't work anymore um, and yeah no it's just so lovely and beautiful um, it was really interesting to see her see her make that leap from like um Oh, Outrun the Moon. That is the, that's the, uh... That's the it. Earthquake Outrun one. the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Make that leap from there We run to, a podcast uh, where we don't remember the titles of anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many books. Right. <laughs> Did you want to talk... Do you want to throw out one more? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think, I think Mindy McGinnis is a great example of someone that jumps genre, uh, kind of all over the place, and I, and I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, the stark dystopia of, like, Not a Drop to Drink, that duology she has, um, mm-hmm. which is about a, uh, a teen girl who lives in this tiny house uh, where they have a little lake in the backyard, um, but that little lake is super valuable because, like, water is almost non-existent now. Like, there's a massive drought, uh, you know, the country is crumbling, so her and her mom stand guard over this water because it's, you know, it's their life, um, and people are always trying to come to get it. Um, so this is really just hard to read just intense uh, upsetting book uh, and then she sort of keeps that going with uh, A Madness So Discreet which is this historical gothic mystery um, takes you inside an insane asylum and just oh my goodness um, she went on to win <laughs> the, the Edgar for that one uh, and then I think she surprised everybody with that, that fantasy novel she has that duology the, the Given to the Sea uh, book that just came out um, I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet it's sitting there on my bookshelf um, and I feel like one of the reasons it's kind of taken me a while to read it is because like, I just, I just love her books that are so just like gritty and raw and just, I don't know, you read them and you feel wounded after you've read them. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, Ooh, fantasy novel with the people that live, you know, by the ocean and everything. I was like, I don't know if I want to read this just yet. Um, I'm kind of saving it, I guess. 
But yeah. uh, so yeah. I'm in the mood for that. But like, I just I think maybe I'm that reader that maybe authors worry about because <laughs> uh, I'm like, because oh, you, no. you, I'm so used to this one thing, you know? Yeah, like, Mindy, <laughs> Mindy, I want your writing to hurt me. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's another person that jumps those genres a lot, uh, but tends to keep with that sort of same theme of writing really uh, sort of dark, hard hitting stories. Um, did you read uh, Female of the Species? I did. Yes, I did read that one. Yeah. And that w- that was definitely on the dark side. Um, like you, you know, like I got a really good sense of what her writing style and flavor is from from that one. Oh, yeah. Um, which is interesting. That's the only one of hers I've read. But like it gave me really good insight into like what I might expect in future. Um, oh, definitely. Future titles I pick up. Like non drop drink. Oh, my goodness. You, you got to read those. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so let, let's let's go on to the next topic, which I'm just like itching, itching <laughs> to talk about. Um, but if you want to go ahead and give a shout out to our second sponsor. Yes. So our second sponsor today is uh, A Poison, Dark and Drowning by Jessica Cluis. Uh, it's out now from Random House. Um, Henrietta Howell doesn't need a prophecy to know that she's in danger. Uh, she came to London to be named the Chosen One, the first female sorcerer in centuries, the one who would defeat the ancients. Instead, she discovered a city ruled by secrets. And the biggest secret of all, Henrietta is not the Chosen One. Uh, in the seductive and explosive second book in the Kingdom of Fire series, uh, Jessica Cluis delivers her signature mix of magic, passion, and teen warriors fighting for survival. Uh, the book is set in alternative 19th century England. There's magic, passion, and, well, teen warriors fighting for survival. It's a <laughs> really intense, fun fantasy novel. Uh, I really like the first one. I haven't picked up the second one just yet. Um, but it's, it's definitely on my, uh, my to-be-read stack. Um, I feel like it's really perfect for people that like, well, you like books by, like, Victoria Schwab or Susan Dennard. Um, yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to read the second one. Yeah, that's another one of those. Um, it's one I've seen everywhere, but haven't uh, yeah. picked up. So, Eric, we had this brilliant idea to talk about this, like on Twitter, um, <laughs> and it's something I've been itching to talk about for like years and years and years. And it's this: whatever happened to Turkey Daylight Creme? What happened? That was supposed to be a series, wasn't it? I know it's supposed to be a trilogy, but hmm. I've never heard anything about book two or three. So for, for those who are wondering what we're talking about, um, Tookie De La Creme is the main character in the book Model Land by Tyra Banks. And Tookie apparently didn't get to have a full story. Her book stopped after the first entry into the series. And That's a I've been big wondering book. What, yeah, it's a big book. And there's this incredible episode of... Um, America's Next Top Model, where the the challenge is for the girls to play out parts of the story as it's like a book trailer. It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> you would I, think with I'm all that effort, that we would at least get book two, but we are not getting book two. Uh, that's just, that's just I, too bad. <laughs> Eric, you said you have a... Um, signed copy of it i do have a signed copy of it there is a uh, lovely bookstore back in back in philadelphia called the book trader uh and every week i would go scour the ya section to find you know fun things that i might have uh you know, might have missed out on and uh lo and behold there was a signed copy of model land by tyra banks uh she has a very 
huge signature that took up an almost an entire page. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, kept it on my shelf for quite a while. It made an excellent conversation piece <laughs> when people yeah, came by. Yeah. You have um, model I land? Have... Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I actually stood in line to see her at Book Expo America when the book came out. And so I got like a little sampler signed by her. And um, I really don't care about the book at all. But I will say that, my goodness, she is gorgeous in person. Like you would expect that. But it's one of those things where, you know, you only ever see a celebrity on TV. Mm-hmm. And when you see them in person, you're like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> so why don't we, you know, just just for fun... Would you like me to read a little excerpt of Model Land? Oh, yes, please. Okay, let's do this. Biz. Thousands of girls stampeded to the square all at once. Heels clacked, dresses swished, hairdos wobbled. The T-Dod theme song boomed a pulsating beat. There was one rule and one rule only. A girl must be walking in order to be chosen. Other than that, there was no prearranged runway on which the girls could walk, so everyone created invisible ones wherever they were standing. Violence was not encouraged, nor was it condemned, and some girls' parents insisted on adding martial arts training to their walking lessons in preparation for the big day. T-Dodd Square was an every man for himself, or more precisely, an every girl for herself event. Scores of girls marched down their stretches of square, paused, posed for the cameras, real and imaginary, and then turned around. Trains of walking girls intersected with others. One area behind Tukey was so crammed with street vendors, it bottlenecked into a slow, shuffling line. Some walkers had only enough space to take a few steps before they had to stop and turn. Tukey's heart went out to a young girl in a ruffled pink dress who seemed way below the unofficial 13-year-old age requirement. She marched in place as if she were on a drill team. RIP! A girl stepped on the train of a walker a few feet from Tukey and tore the fabric right off the dress. Both girls fell into a heap. The walkers behind them stepped over their bodies and continued. Crash! The De La Creme white and cream blow-up tent went down as two brawling girls entered it. Oof. I think I'm going to stop there. <laughs> oh, Tookie, whatever happened to you? I know. I need to I need to know what happened. Um, if any of our listeners have any idea what happened to Tookie or when we're going to get book two, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> so, um... We thought we would talk a little bit about some other celebrities who have tried their hand at YA successfully and not successfully. Um, and first, the first one I was thinking of is, um, is it, it's Cara Delvigny, is that how you say her name? I'm not uh, sure. She was in, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think but I've this ever one, heard it this out loud. this one like, fascinates me because I, I, oh, me too, me too. So nothing. she's got a book, her book is coming out the same day as John Green's book. Uh, mm-hmm. So October, whatever it is, 10th. And it's called Mirror, Mirror, and it sounds like it's like a contemporary thriller. It sounds awesome, but I've heard nothing about it here at all. Like, yeah. I've heard nothing. Um, and that that's just fascinating. I don't understand why we haven't heard anything about this book, um, which almost makes me want to pick it up more mm-hmm. because I haven't heard anything. Like, are they are they afraid it's bad or is it good and it's just not getting publicity because there's so many other things coming out that day or... You know, maybe her sort of 
audience is much smaller in the U.S. than it is in the U.K. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like whenever you have a uh, you know a big celebrity book, there's just the buzz is just intense. You know, um, I remember at BEA uh, this year, Kristen Ritter was there signing that um, uh-huh. thriller of hers. I, I don't quite remember the name, um, but the line was just, oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. There are people like pushing and shoving, and security was all over the place. Uh, <laughs> It was it was amazing. The buzz for that book is huge. Um, I feel like it should be the same for this one. I don't I don't quite understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't either. But I want to read it. I yeah. do. Um, I don't I don't understand why I do, but I do. Um, like I don't know her at all, except that she was in that John Green adaptation, um, and she has great eyebrows. Like that's mm. all I know about her. Um, and yet, there's something about <laughs> the book not having much buzz that makes me really want to pick it up. <laughs> Uh, so who are some of the celebrity YA authors that, um, you have been fascinated by? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. The, uh, the Jenners had that, um, one YA book, uh, that Rebels, uh, uh-huh. City of Indra book. Uh, I don't, I don't anticipate that it's getting, uh, a sequel. Like, I know it was supposed to be a trilogy, I think. <laughs> um... And the really interesting thing for this, uh, for me, is that I, I know the person who co-wrote it with them. Uh, oh. Yeah, her name's Maya Sloan, and, and she wrote this great novel called uh, High Before Homeroom that came out like seven, maybe eight years ago. Uh, oh. That I think should have been published as YA, but for some reason was published as uh, as an adult novel about a this teen boy who uh, wants to get himself addicted to drugs and go to rehab um, because he wants to sort of get rid of this sparkly image that people have of him, um, but then discovers that his brother is sort of living with the same thing he's trying to fake, and it's this is a really lovely, uh, intense book. Uh, and I was, like, shocked when I saw she was, uh, you know, working on this um, this this book with the, the, the Jenner sisters. Um, yeah, I mean, it it didn't take off the way I guess people expected it to you know like <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be a series it's 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 not a series <laughs> um, and you know and the reviews were certainly uh, certainly not great oh, hold on hold on one second Augie scoot Okay, I'm back. Okay, go ahead and just hop in. Yeah, so um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't I don't quite know what happened to that series. Um you know, when I when I fiddle around googling online, it looks like a second book did come out. But I I didn't see it anywhere. Um, I don't remember seeing anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's 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 interesting to see uh this sort of thing happen. Um, especially because they they did get paired with someone who's like super talented. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess that sort of thing happens. Um, I mean, there's. I don't know if you read the uh, the the Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> bassists. Or guitar players. Book. I have not, and I want to hear about it. Well, I haven't read it either. Uh, oh. <laughs> mostly, mostly because he's sort of um, 
don't know. I, I've, I've kind of lost my, my, my fandom for him in particular when it comes to that band, when it comes to Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, um, with uh, his his alien documentaries and everything. I kind of just miss <laughs> his uh, his music. But yeah, he's partnered with Suzanne Young, who... Um, Who's a great writer. Yeah. She writes great YA. Yeah, yeah he writes fantastic YA novels. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's on my list of things to maybe check out when it hops on, uh, I don't know, the Kindle store for, for cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's one that I, I haven't read, but I've been fascinated by it because I like Suzanne's writing a lot. Yeah. And it, it, the book sounds weird, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but... But she was a co-writer on it. Not even like a, a ghostwriter, like a legit co-writer on yeah. it. So, you know, part of me is super fascinated to uh, to see what that would look like. Yeah. Have you heard much about the Jason Siegel book? I don't even know who Jason Siegel is. Is that awful? What? Jason Siegel is from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's, he's Marshall on How I Met Your Mother. Uh, he has Marshall in a lot of his uh, his, his, his media, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, in, like, the Muppet Yeah, now movie. that you say that, yeah, I, I, I mean, I watched How I Met Your Mother, like, seasons one and two, which was, like, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess listeners are going to find out my, like, knowledge of pop culture people is, like, 1995 to 2005. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something I'm kind of excited about. You know, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, it's a book that sounds, oh, you know, it's, it sounds a lot like, like Warcross or Ready Player One or, you know, any of those books that sort of take place in a, in a video game kind of world. Um, mm-hmm. it's about a character who kind of discovers that, uh, something's a little off about this video game world. Uh, so yeah, so I'm excited about it. That those are, those kind of books are kind of, um, I don't know. I'm a big sucker for like YA books that take place in, in video games. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I look at I look at Warcross and I look at um oh goodness, what is that? The Leveler uh was really great. Mm-hmm. Epic was really great. Um Yeah, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> like I uh I'm I'm partic- I'm really excited about that one. Um, you know one I did read way back in the day was Hillary Duff's book. Oh no. She way. had a trilogy. Um I don't know if the whole trilogy came out or just books one and two. I have a feeling the whole thing came out, but um, I literally remember nothing about it. <laughs> oh no! I read it, but I don't remember a single thing about it. I think, I think my assessment at the end was well, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which sounds about right since I don't remember it. Yeah, um, don't remember anything about it. Um, and then the Lauren Conrad books, um, it was like L.A. Candy or something. There's just a lot of them. Ter- yes. They're terrible, but they're so good, too. Like, it's that juicy, like, Hollywood insider rich girl, like, privilege <laughs> as anything books that you read and you're like, all right, just give me the drama. You know, yeah. like, you want a book that's just chock full of drama? Those those are great. It's almost <laughs> like she writes from experience, but, you know. Hmm. <laughs> so we're going to continue this celebrity YA conversation, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different way after we share the third sponsor, which is Girls Made of Snow and Glass by Melissa Bashardost from Flatiron Books. Entwining the stories of stepmother Mina and stepdaughter Lynette, both in past and present, Girls Made of Snow and Glass traces the relationship of two young women doomed to be rivals from the start. I love this. I love, 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 love this meets pitch. 
It's Frozen meets the Bloody Chamber in this feminist fantasy reimagining of Snow White. Uh, a buzzy book that sounds like a delicious standalone fairy tale is what I wrote. Mm. Um, like, I so want to read this. Yeah, and that sounds that great. Most meets pitches are terrible, which is like a whole show we could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just guess the book by the meets pitch. But man, this one this one does it for me. Frozen meets the bloody chamber in this feminist fantasy reimagining of Snow White. So that's uh, Girls Made of Snow and Glass by Melissa Bashardost. Oof, I'm into it. And you know, Flatiron is doing ah man, they're doing so many cool YA books, you know, uh Carvel and then the upcoming book The Hazelwood. Uh Which was so good. Isn't oh it? man. Oh, oh just, so good, yes. They are just they're just carving out a, a place. I, I'm, I can't wait to they see are, the yeah. stuff that comes out. Yeah, I've I've been really into their books, and that the Hazelwood is going to be huge next year, and I think for good reason. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so we wanted to continue our conversation on celebrity YA authors, and this time we want to take it in a different direction and talk about the people we would love to see write a YA book who are celebrities. So, um. I can start and say Amanda Stenberg seems like a very obvious choice. Mm. Um, since Amanda's been in a number of adaptations, she was in Everything Everything, and she's in the upcoming The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. Like, Amanda has really carved a niche in, in being in YA, so I can only imagine that writing YA would be, like, way up her alley. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see uh, Nick Offerman write a YA book. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually been listening to his audiobooks. Um, I love this first book. I'm listening to the um, uh, the book right now. It's called Gumption. It's all about like great Americans and, and you know, their gumption. <laughs> and uh, he just, he just talks about like the outdoors and the wilderness and, you know, just unplugging in such a genuine, um, unpretentious sort of way. Like I'd love to read a book by him about, I don't know, some kid that loves camping or his, his parents are park rangers or, or something set in, like, in, the, in the, the world that he loves so much, you know? Um, yeah. Or maybe a, t- maybe a teenager who likes woodworking. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I <laughs> man, lo- I can't think of any books like that, but that would be awesome, yeah. I, I would love to see the kind of characters he would come up with for teenagers. <laughs> um, so my next pick is a celebrity who has written a book, but she wrote it so long ago that it was like she was a different person then, and that is Britney Spears, who wrote, like, a memoir with her mom in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Oh, wow. And, you know, she she's had some life experience since then. And I, I have this idea that she would write this book that's just about... Um, a, like killer female lead character in some sort of dystopian world that is like recognizably Hollywood but isn't Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Tyra was trying to do with Model Land, but maybe like successfully. Um, like I just I see Britney Spears like she's she's this woman who's gone from being like in the worst place you can be to like rising from her ashes like a phoenix. You know, like she's totally like overcome being beat down by the world and it's awesome like she has so much to work with there yeah oh my goodness i would i would i would definitely devour a book (laughs) written by her (laughs) um 
So it's funny, we mentioned Blink-182 earlier and, and sort of the uh, I don't know, reservations I have of reading uh, you know, Tom DeLonge's book. Um, but I would love to see a musician like like Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy or like Jordan from like Newfound Glory or you know, someone from one of the punk pop bands that I that I love yeah. so much. Uh, write a YA music book about a kid in a band, you know? Um, yeah. YA contemporary novels with music are like my favorite kind of YA books. Um, like The Disenchantments is one of my favorite YA novels and like um, Charlotte Huang wrote that uh, For the Record book, which is really, really lovely. Um, I'd love to see a musician throw themselves in there with maybe maybe they partner with one of these kind of authors and, and write like a really genuine like here's what that experience is like kind of kind of novel um oh man if i could i would partner i'd partner like patrick stump with like like whitney gardner who wrote that um uh-huh. yeah uh you're welcome universe book yeah she like she like plays ukulele in her free time and has all these fun videos like those two that that would be my that'd be my choice so Whitney, if you're listening, please please go do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Um, so my last my last person that I like would love a YA novel from is Kesha, for a lot of the reasons <laughs> of that that I give about Britney Spears. Just like um, I feel she could tell a good story, and man, her um, her latest album Rainbow, I I can't listen to anything else anymore. Like that's oh, the only okay. album that exists for me right now. It's just it's so good, and there's so much storytelling in there, and it's so personal, and yet like it's dark, and there's really hard stuff in there. But at the same time, man, some of her songs are so positive, and like, girl, you've got this, and and I want to, you know, I want to see a book from her. Like now that I'm saying all this. I want a like nonfiction book from her mm. about rising from you know like the worst places you could possibly be, or um, working through having horrible mental illness, or you know like yeah, she's got so much she could pull from. That would be yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, I'd like to see. I don't know. Maybe she's not the sort of celebrity, like, movie rock star type celebrity, but, like, do you know who Lindsay Sterling is, the, the violinist? No. So she's, like, she's, like a, she's a pretty popular on, like, YouTube and everything, and has had a couple of uh, albums out, but she's, like, a, you know, popular violin player that records yeah. music that people can dance to, even though it's, like, you know, <laughs> epic violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know I, I know I already mentioned a music book, but I feel like a story from her would be really interesting. Um, like, when Victoria Schwab was writing about... Um, like the violin music in like this savage song, uh, I kept thinking about Lindsey Sterling and how cool it would be to have a a book about a violinist from someone like her with such a uh, I don't know such a unique way of playing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a book from her would be really really fun and really exciting. I like that both of us, our celebrities, were um, almost all musicians. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, may- maybe part of it is just knowing mu- musicians also have a tendency towards words. Like That's true. Uh, you know, but it could also just be both of us are like, yeah, we're thinking about music books right now. <laughs> or like, you know, so, um, well, I guess that's sort of a wrap on our second episode of Hey YA. All right. And you know, we're so thrilled that you're tuning in and hope that you're enjoying the conversation that you're talking along at home or in your car. Uh, we greatly encourage that. And if you have any comments, any feedback, we'd love to hear it. It's heyya at bookriot.com. And you can subscribe to Hey YA in your favorite podcast 
subscription feeds, whichever works for you. And if you like the show, we'd love if you'd drop a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. So um, we will be back again in two weeks. And I think, I think we'll even dig into a topic that came from a reader suggestion, reader, Ooh. listener suggestion. Yeah. So here we say goodbye. All right. <laughs>